This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 398 of the Dressage Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, Kentucky Performance Products, and Fairfield Inn & Suites. Today we have returning guests Devin Kane and Karen Iceberg, as well as a great trainer tip brought to you by Total Saddle Fit. Sandfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. And I was just thinking, yeah, like when are you going to get to move into the the (laughs) fancy Wellington, Florida? You know what? I am so excited, Phil. We, um, you know, I got, uh, you know, some messages from home and it's snowing and disgusting and I am just fine with the Loxahatchee. I love it. (laughs) <laughs> so we have a new farm, and we have to welcome Jennifer, too. Hi, Jen. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. Hello. Lovely to be here. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank this you. is our first Happy show you. back. What, I, I like the, the last week, I've been slightly in a time warp and haven't known what day it is. So it's nice to nice to know and be back in routine. I think everyone's yeah, probably feeling that we got to get to the routine, now. right? Yeah, yeah, everybody's feeling that way today, for sure. But yeah, we made the great trek south. Uh, I have to be honest, it was quite... Um, you know, it, it was good because it was my husband Travis's first trip here, and uh, we are we're unloading the trailer, and it was so hot and gross. And you know, hay is so very expensive here, and that's really what what makes it very expensive to come to Florida, uh, along with you know paying extra for stalls and that kind of stuff. But it's very expensive when you have to come because of the hay. You know what we would pay? We pay about four twenty-five at home for it. You'd pay eighteen dollars. I hate you. Yeah, I oh, hate you. I know. <laughs> A lot of people in the United States just said that to me. But we're, you know, we're in Kentucky. That's what we're known for, and uh, it's really, really hard. Um, so he's unloading the trailer. I'm like, you know, you're saving like fourteen hundred dollars by doing this, and he's like. I, I I get it now. I see why I you were do doing this. Yeah, you can do I see it. We're doing this. Yeah. So the computer, um, the computer guy um, slugging bales. I like it. Slugging bales. He was slugging bales. He did a great job. He uh, next time he's like, I am packing a long sleeve shirt. I was like, I you know I should have told him that wasn't very nice of me. But uh, yeah, so it's been a very very good um, you know move. We're here and we're settled and we're in a new farm this year. Uh, and I'm really excited. Jenny and Steve are fantastic. Shout out to them for getting us here and, and all the troops in and my house my little cottage uh is oh i don't know 30 steps from the barn uh and it's really quite nice so i have to be honest phil i am uh love being in wellington and love but i also we're about uh, 15 minutes from wellington and uh they're out here in the white fences community and there are a lot of dressage people out here and it's a little little yeah it's a it's a nice community you got yeah, you got lots of lots of really nice neighbors that you can go visit yeah. and yeah, so, so. The, the bills are right next door. Pam Goodrich is on the other side of me. Geraldine Finn is the farm down. Catherine Haddad is out here. So there's a lot that goes on out here, uh, so which is a lot of fun. So uh, we really, really enjoy it. So cool, cool. So, uh, so how's the horses? Oh, the horses were great. Actually, today was the first day we worked the horses, and every single one of them were fantastic. I think they were just as happy to get back to work as we all were, you know. They, uh, they've they moved and gotten here. They got the main group of horses got here on um, Tuesday, 
And uh, then I had Mikey, my new horse, follow me, uh, got out of quarantine last week. And today was the first day I got to ride him. And it was a lot of fun. So we'll, we'll post a picture. I've got, got a cute picture of me on him. Uh, and I'll post it on the show notes for everybody to see him. Sounds so. good. Sounds yeah. Good. You got you got you got to start the the season with a lot of enthusiasm yeah, and energy because you know. <laughs> by the end it, it's gone. So yeah, well, and I feel the same way about the winter. So mm-hmm. um, exactly. You know, it's such a fun thing to come, but that was also what was good for Travis to see. It is very hard to come here. You know, it is wonderful, but you know, I have horses at home that I had to close the barn. Not that anyone feels bad for me whatsoever. No, no, I don't no, feel bad for you. Not bad, but it, there's there is a significant there's a lot of work involved in moving the whole yeah. operation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, we get that. Yeah. Get that. So, uh, so, but it, once you're here, and it's so nice. I I have my first lesson with Michael Klumka on Monday, and my choreographer uh, Marlene Whitaker is coming on Saturday, so that we can. What work are you working on, on what? What? Uh, yeah. Hello, are you working on? Is, hello is getting his intermediate one freestyle organized. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so that's why you come here. And then uh, hopefully the saddle fitter will come tomorrow and, and look at all the saddles. So, you know, that's why you come here is because everyone's here and you can sort of get everything done. I, you know, I was able to run to the tax store and grab some things and get halter plates changed and stuff. So it, it is really nice down here for that kind of stuff. But yeah, by, by March, I am very much ready to go home to my home in Kentucky. And I love my farm up there. And so I feel very blessed that we can all come and, and that I have enough clients that are that are game to come and it's really cool. So we get a lot done while we're here. So I'll, I will be, uh, you know, and telling everybody and for certainly uh, it's great because I get really good guests. Uh, I maybe have to buy a few extra beers uh, to get people <laughs> on the show yeah, and in here. Yeah. yeah, Jen, we should talk about this for my, my salary. But uh, I do uh, I do get to network a lot and meet a lot of people, which hopefully you guys will enjoy throughout the year. So that's what we're doing down here. Fantastic. Sounds yeah. awesome. I know. So what, do we got, what do we got coming up on the show? Yeah, so we have a great show today. Uh, Devin Kane is going to come on. She's an international Grand Prix rider. Um, and she and I work on a project down here uh, called the, for the Vince, Ro- Vince Ramos Therapeutic Riding Center. And we thought it would be really fun to tell everybody about Vince Ramos and what we're doing, but also just kind of start the year off uh, with uh, some talk of, you know, what some international riders do for philanthropic uh, endeavors. So that should be a lot of fun. And then Karen Isberg is going to come on and talk to us about her uh, Kentucky performance products, but also she's such a great wealth of knowledge. So she's going to come on and give us some tips. So it should be a great show. Awesome. Right after this commercial break, we're going to come back with Devin Kane, and she's going to talk about some of the charity work she's doing this season down here in Wellington. The Horse Radio Network is excited to announce a new partnership with the Fairfield Inn North by Marriott in Lexington, Kentucky for Road to the Horse and Rolex. The Fairfield Inn North is right off Newtown Pike and Route 64 near the Cracker Barrel and only 10 minutes from the horse park the back way, you know, the low traffic way. The Fairfield Inn North has spacious rooms that are being completely renovated now and will be ready in time for Road to the Horse. Plus, the Fairfield Inn North offers complimentary breakfast, a free Wi-Fi throughout the hotel, a huge free parking lot, a business center, indoor swimming pool and jacuzzi, outdoor patio with grill, a laundry facility, and much more. 
The Cracker Barrel is located right next door, and there are four other dining options available for breakfast, lunch, and dinner right around the corner. Just for listeners of Horse Radio Network, we have negotiated some great rates for you for Road to the Horse and Rolex. For Road to the Horse, we have the rate down from $160 to $120. If you're going to Rolex, we have the rate down to $199 from $260. There's a very limited number of rooms available at these rates, so call in your reservations as soon as possible. Search for Fairfield in North in Lexington, Kentucky. It's the one on Hackney Place. You must call in your reservation and ask for the Road to the Horse or the Rolex Early Bird Special. So that's the Road to the Horse or Rolex Early Bird Special. Search for Fairfield in North by Marriott. Well, tonight, it is my pleasure to have Devin Kane on the program, international dressage superstar. Devin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Oh, I know. It's starting to get busy down. Yeah, it's starting to get busy down (laughs) here. So we're super happy to have you. So how's your season going so far? Pretty good so far. We have, um, we did a couple of preseason shows and everybody's getting ready and starting this weekend. So first CDI is next weekend. So it's very exciting. I know. I can't already. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't believe it. I'm like, oh my gosh, the first CDI is already happening. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So, do you have any horses going next week, or any big, big horses you can tell us about? Um, I have a couple big horses, or I have a couple horses going this weekend, and then next weekend we're taking off, and then our first CDI will be the third weekend in January. So, um, my horse, my Grand Prix horse from before Destiny, I'm bringing back out in the in the CDI tour. And then, oh, I love um, him. I have yes, a, I love him. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a stallion that did his first Grand Prix like two weeks ago. So he's going to do a couple more in the national and then come out in the CDI also. Oh, that's exciting. Very cool. Yeah. Well, you are a busy mom and a busy trainer and a busy rider. But one of the things that I love about you is you take some time for some charity work and you've been doing, uh, you've been the uh, chair for the Vincent Ramos Young Professionals uh, kind of committee for years. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the time you take for for the charity work you do? Yeah, it's one of the few things that I really make sure to make time for. And it's it's one of those high priorities for me just because I am so blessed and lucky with all of the all of the things I have in my life and my abilities. (laughs) So I really uh, I always try to make time and I love Vince Ramos especially because it works with therapy through horses with all different types of riders, but mostly children and um, a lot of people with developmental issues and everything. So for me, that kind of hits a home string because I am very able-bodied and so is my son. And so to be able to give back to an organization like that, that does so much good for people who aren't really, it makes it worthwhile for me. I love it. I love it. So tell us, what is Vincent Ramos and, and what do you do? Kind of what's, what's going on? Vincent Ramos is a therapeutic riding center in Wellington, and they service two to 300 uh, riders a week. And they do all kinds of different therapies, from hippotherapy to riding therapy. And um, a lot of them, they have different programs with a lot of the, the riders just interacting with the horses also. So it really helps leaps and bounds people being able to, that have nerve damage or um, developmental issues that can't walk or speak or things like that. It, you can see huge progress through the program. Um, and it's a completely not-for-profit organization. So most of the riders don't pay for any of the therapies that they receive there. So it's really important, the fundraising. And um, every year we have 
a huge benefit auction, silent and live auction dinner. Um, but leading up to that, we have these buck-off competitions, which are mechanical bull riding competitions between teams. And anybody can sign up as a team. You just need four people. Uh, and we have three practice rounds. And then our finals are held the night of the actual auction and dinner. Uh, so it'll be, again, for anybody in Wellington or that knows somebody in Wellington, we have uh, the buck-off competitions every Thursday leading up to the main event, um, February 3rd, which is our live auction and, and dinner. So next week is our first book-off competition, <laughs> and it's pretty hmm. exciting. It'll be it's a so fun. Yeah. tavern again. It's so much fun because you have all different people, all different ages. Some people come in costumes to ride as teams. Like, we have kids that ride as teams and adults, and as the night goes on, it gets a little rowdier. It's, it's a super fun time, even if you're not riding, just to come watch. It how is. did the sorry? I was just wondering how did the buck off? I like the concept. How did that come about? It came about. Gosh, I want to say about seven years ago, almost now. Yeah, um, and our while, first right? one. Yeah. Yeah. Our. Um, I believe it was one of our um, marketing manager Bobby Rotman's idea first to start it and have it going. Uh, we used to always have a kind of a Western theme for the uh, Vince Ramos auction dinner, so it. it fit in really easily there. And it was such a hit the first year we just had it at the auction. Um, that then in following years, we branched it out to the qualifying round. So it's really exciting. It's super fun. I love it. I love it. Well, I think it's such a great thing that you do and that you take time for charity. I think it's just such a great example for all of us. We're all so blessed and it's a new year. And I think it's just such a great thing to, to really focus on doing something. And I'm, I'm glad that I can help down here uh, in a little way with it as well. I, it's, it's one of those things also to make time for. It's really cool. So Devin, thank you so much for being an awesome example. We're going to oh, be absolutely. rooting on, rooting you on the entire time uh, we're down here and we'll be in the stands for you so thanks so much for coming thank on you. Oh, thank you thank you so much for having me again if anybody wants more information about the buck off where, do, where would they find that <clears throat> it's on vincer ramos on um i think it's vincerramos.com or on their facebook uh website you can pull it up from there and um pretty much if you google the buck off vincer ramos in in wellington it'll come up but you can find it all over facebook and then we'll be sending press releases and everything else going out also yeah. And we'll have it, we'll have it on my Facebook page and we'll try and grab it on the, the dressage radio show. So if anybody's there, they can come and visit us as well. It should be lots of fun. Yeah, absolutely. And ride, come and ride. Yes, please. More teams <laughs> just makes it more fun. So we're always looking for more. Love it. Well, Devin, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. You too. Have a great night. everybody. I am so happy to have Karen Isberg from Kentucky Performance Products on the show. Karen, welcome. Uh, well, hi, Reese. How are you guys doing? Reese is in Florida where it's warm and Philip is in up north where it's very cold. And you're stuck in the middle. I am. I'm stuck in the middle, but it's cold here today. It's supposed to be 17 tonight. So that's Which a little is cold chilly. for Kentucky. That's, you know, we, yes. we, uh, we're seeing more of those temperatures, but you know, I, I don't know. I think that we didn't used to see. I don't think that they were that cold when I was growing up, but maybe I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> or wasn't it probably didn't, probably didn't bother you as much then when you were yeah. young about those things. <laughs> I you think you're go. probably right. You, you, you just go. You just go. Well, happy 2017. My goodness, I can't believe it's already a new year. I know. It went so fast. 
It really did. It really 2016. I feel like it blinked and it was over, but uh, I love it. Well, we have we were talking right before we got on the show about getting horses to drink in the winter, and we haven't talked about this with you on on the show. Uh, but interestingly enough, you said you talk. This is one of the major major topics you talk to people about. Can you kind of start us off? Well, yeah. I mean, I I talk to a lot of people on the phone. You know, they'll call up and they're having issues or they're concerned about their horses. And we start talking about water. And, you know, just a lot of people don't realize that horses need to drink 10 to 12 gallons of water a day. Um, and so, you know, your typical water bucket is five, a five-gallon water bucket. So you want them to drink two to two and a half full buckets a day. And when, the, when it's really cold out, you'll start to see horses really backing off on what they drink. The other thing a lot of people don't realize, especially if they have horses that are grazing a lot, is that grass has a lot of moisture and a lot of water in it. So when the grass goes away and you start feeding hay, you've really reduced your horse's water intake. So you want to see them drinking even more water at that point. Um, and if you don't, you have you run a real risk of impaction colic, which you'll see that the, the rate of impaction colics go up in the winter. That makes total sense. And, and Karen, yeah. what about as well? I mean, I've had a lot of trouble uh, with water intake when the weather shifts you know, like Kentucky, we're kind of famous for that. Like we're famous from going literally, I think this, this week, uh, when the horses left, it was 62 degrees, I think on Monday and it's going to be 17 on Friday. That's an incredible weather shift. It is. And so the beginning of the week, they'll be drinking and at the end of the week, they won't be. So you have to, you know, that's just really not good for their system to have that kind of discrepancy in water intake. So how do you, how do you, what are some things you can do to solve that problem? Well, there's there's kind of three main tips that um, I give people when I talk to them. Um, one thing that you can do, and most people kind of like to do this anyway in the winter, is um, you can add water to their regular meal. So if you're feeding, say you're feeding a grain meal, four or five pounds, um, you know, morning and afternoon or morning and evening, you can bring some warm water out and a couple of carrots and a couple of apples, and you can mix that in their regular grain meal. And then give that to them, kind of, you know, like a nice mash. You don't need to add bran or anything different that you would have, but you can do that. And that will just, that will just get some more moisture, get them to take in some more, some more water fluid that way. And they like it, makes you feel good, makes the horse feel good to get that. Um, You can, some people will add beet pulp at this time of year and soak the beet pulp. And beet pulp, of course, is really good for the hind gut. It's a great way to add some extra calories in. Um, since it's a super fiber, it does, again, help with the hindgut. So you're kind of, um, that's a two-prong approach to keeping that impaction colic away because you're giving them a, a really nice source of fiber and then you're also adding some liquid to it. So and, that's and what one of about, the first things I recommend. What about bran mash? Now, that was for sure well, an old school way to go. That was an old school way to go. Um, and, you know, bran mashes, uh, were always um, thought to have a laxative effect. And in fact, mm-hmm. they do have a laxative effect, but it's not because the brand um, softens everything up. It's because giving a horse um, a large bolus of feed that they're not used to getting disrupts the bacterial uh, balance in their hind gut and uh, gives them diarrhea. So uh, it's not a good thing uh, to do. That's probably so you know, every- the wor- a worse effect. It's, it's yeah. Dehydrates the horse actually, even more and, right. and upsets their right. stomach. It's like an, Exactly. It's like in the old days, you know, they used to treat everything by giving people purgatives, you know, 
And that was just, it just dehydrated people and made them worse. So what you want to do is you want to feed, if you want to do something like that, it's better to add rice bran or um, beet pulp, which is, which has a more balanced calcium and phosphorus picture. And um, just add some water to that, but do it every day. Ah. Do it every day instead of once in a while. You don't ever want to do anything once in a while to the horse's gut because that, that bacterial population back there is, is, is very sensitive to change. And if you, ah. if you put something back there that's different, it causes a lot of the bacteria to die off. And then, then you run into problems. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Isn't that funny? You know, Brand Mash yeah. has been, whew, I mean, oh my goodness, it's been around forever. Yeah. And that's, for a long time. Like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. See, I always love it when you come on because you teach us so much. I love it. Yeah. So, so you know, well, so that's not recommended anymore. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Don't, don't do, do it. it. So don't do it. Yeah. Don't. What's the What's the next step? The, uh, next the step. other one is to try to keep your drinking water, your horse's water, um, from getting too cold, and certainly to stop it from freezing. So there's been quite a bit of research done on the ideal temperature of drinking water for horses. And it falls between 45 degrees Fahrenheit and 65 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh. So that's, you know, a little below, um, you know, it's below room temperature, but it's not freezing. Um, they did um, a really neat study with some research ponies where they gave them um, different temperatures of water. And they also offered them hot water. It was 90 degrees. So, you know, you could kind of, that would be warm to your touch of your hand and the ponies that were given the 90 degree water drank 40% more water than when they were offered cold water. Yeah. Uh So if it's real cold and you're concerned, get some warm water and take it outside and fill your horse's water buckets up with it. They really seem to like it. Mm -hmm. We had a mare that was like that. Yeah, she loved the warm water. She she really mm-hmm. she would come right for it. She loved it. We would she yeah. she she was so sweet and and she loved it. She would wait for you for the warm water, and you could literally bring a bucket and she she guzzle the whole thing. That would yeah, drink the whole thing down. There's mm-hmm. so that's and especially if you have you know your older senior horses, just like older people, sometimes they'll have more sensitivity in their teeth as they get older. So for an older horse, he might go off his water, and you don't know why. And it might be that it's just too cold for his teeth, that it hurts his teeth. So that's another um, good reason to feed a senior horse, to offer a senior horse warm water. And you could do that once or twice a day, you know, if, depending mm-hmm. on how your barn is set up. But at least once a day, go out with a, a big full bucket, five-gallon bucket of, of warm water and, and entice your horse to drink. But definitely you want to keep it uh, but well above freezing, you know, at least 15, 15, 20 degrees above freezing would be best if you can. And cool. uh, what what about electrolyte? Because we talked about the summer needs for electrolyte. Can we induce the horse to drink more by adding that to, supplementing that in the well, feed? Absolutely. And and the the third tip that I usually give is to make sure your horse is consuming an adequate amount of salt. Now, if you have a horse that isn't working hard, you know, say you just you 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 give your horses the winter off, then you don't really need to feed them an electrolyte. The best thing to do is to make sure that they have free choice salt in front of them, just plain white salt at all times. And when it gets real cold, you can add one or two level teaspoons of salt to their feed. So I would add like one in the morning and one at night. And that will, that will, um, that will help them to become thirsty and help them drink some more. Now, if you have horses that continue to work through the winter, even when it's cold out, 
they'll actually do a lot of sweating, but that sweat will evaporate much quicker and you just won't notice it as much, but they're still losing electrolytes. So for working horses, definitely, you know, one, one to two ounces of electrolytes, depending on how hard they're working. Now I keep my guys on, um, a half a scoop of summer games a day. So I'll, I'll do, um, for a full scoop of summer games a day, I'll do half a scoop in the morning and half a scoop at night. And that's to meet their, their electrolyte needs and to also keep them drinking. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Because I've, I've actually had the most trouble with colic and not drinking in the winter. Um, yeah. because, and again, we have those shifts that, that man, they, they quit drinking pretty quick and that, that is a big problem. Yeah. Um, and, and what about, there's a lot of now hay products on the market where you can actually do sort of a wet forage. How do you feel about that? Those products? Well, absolutely. I think and the, the, another part of, of providing wet feeds is to go ahead and soak your hay. Um, and I think that would work really well up where you are, Philip, because your barns are warm, so yeah. it wouldn't freeze. Um, so you could certainly, if, if you're in a situation where you can stop the hay from turning into haysicles, then it would be a good thing to do to go ahead and soak your hay. Um, and that just, again, it, it just adds more water to the diet in just another way of getting it into them. So you could certainly do that. Or if you feed hay cubes, you could soak your hay cubes before you feed them. So that's mm-hmm. definitely an option that you can use as long as it doesn't freeze. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, Karen, as always, you are just have such awesome information. Thank you so much for coming on the program. How would our listeners find you online? Well, they can go to kppusa.com. We have, we have a whole library full of articles there. Um, you can send us an email at um, info at kppusa.com, or you can go to our Facebook page, which I keep track of kind of 24-7. I'm kind of a Facebook junkie. Um, and you can you can either send a private message there or you can you can just go ahead and put a message up on the page. So and, or you can call us um, at um, 859-873-2974, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and we'll be happy to answer your questions. Fantastic. Well, thank you, Karen, so much. And everybody, Karen is this nice. Uh, not on the air. She and she answers questions for us all the time, and she's so such a great resource. So thank you so much for coming on the show, Karen. Well, thank you. It was good to talk to you guys. Philip, stay warm. And all right, I'll, I'll try. Thank you. you. I'll see you in Florida, girl. <laughs> I will. I'm coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Talk to you soon. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, tonight for our Total Saddle Fit tip of the week, we had international rider Devin Kane. She stayed on the show to talk to us a little bit about uh, her, her day job and what she does. So, Devin, what is your trainer tip of the week for us? So, I was thinking one of my biggest pet peeves is when the horses lean or kind of motorcycle through the corners. So something to help prevent that, I was thinking, depending really on the training of the horse and where you are in the stage of the ride, the rider needs to decide before the corner whether they're going to ride a shallow or a deep corner. And then approaching the corner, then the most important thing in that decision is to keep in mind if the horse is going to be able to keep its rhythm, its balance, and the bending so that the corner, the horse comes out of the corner prepared for the next long side. So I think 
the important, most important thing to remember in corners is that every corner has bending from the inside leg to the uh, outside rein and through the inside rein. So you want to bend with the inside rein, put the inside leg on so the horse stands up and doesn't lean and keep the outside rein contact. I love it. So what are some things that you do to kind of get there? You know, what are some exercises that you work on in the corners? Um, I think for a little more of a shallow corner, doing voltes or even 10-meter circles into the corner and out of the corner is always really helpful because it helps you feel the bending through the corner and makes the horse stand up again. Um, And then as the horse gets a little more advanced, you can ride the corner a little bit more of a, a box shape and actually make like a square and help yourself kind of turn a little bit of a sharper corner that way. It's pretty good. I'm going to add to this, Devin, because um, you made me think of an exercise I had to ride a long time ago to learn how to do a corner. Is to um, You can start this exercise in the walk. It, you can walk the horse, and when you're halfway through the corner, so you're sort of away from the wall and the horse isn't on the new wall, um, you want to halt the horse. So, um, And then use your inside leg to push the horse's haunches out so that you're on the new wall. It's sort of like, you know, a quarter turn on the forehand sort of thing. And this really helped me because um, my horses, you know, at this point when I was riding, were not used to having to listen to the inside leg. And I found the problem was that the well, I would apply my inside leg and then the horses would just go faster. And I would never be able to achieve the idea of moving from the inside leg to the outside rein in the corner because by the time I got myself organized, I was, it was already down the corner, you know, like, so I just thought, you know, just halting the horse and asking him to move from my inside leg just really got it through in the training of the horse that, you know, something is supposed to happen in those two or three strides. And you can do it from a 20 meter circle. You know, if you're, if you're riding a really shallow corner, you can do it that, or you can do it, you know, when, uh, when you're doing a, uh, a small circle, you know, like the eight meter corner, you can do it, you know, it's about timing It's about making sure the inside leg works when it's supposed to and the horse doesn't just get the signal to just go fast to the corner because it just makes the problem worse. So that's my two cents to add to your um, great corner thoughts. I love it. I, I've got one one more. I mean, because I think this is such a, this, you know, trainers, we sit around and talk about this stuff too on how we can get the horses to go through the corner better. And one of the things that I like to think about is five steps in the corner. So the first two steps are preparation for the turn. The middle step, the third step is the turn, and then you have two steps to ride out of the corner. So five-step corner. So I think that it's kind of similar that everything else that you guys are saying, like pushing to the outside rein and making the horse stand up and not lean through the corner. Um, But we think of it, you know, I like to think, okay, guys, five steps as you go through. So, you know, I think a lot of riders forget to prepare or just kind of cruise through and the motorcycle turn and this sometimes will help them and myself think okay let me really really push them to the outside rein and really make them stand up in the corner and then really prepare on the way out so that would be what i would add to that yeah, that's discussion. a good idea yeah because yeah, you, you you want to be able to count the steps so you know exactly what you're doing with each step right right like exactly it. and the out of leaving the corner is just as important <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that that's actually really important. Yeah, no, I think that that's such a smart thing to say because, you know, we all think about going into the corner, maybe around the corner, but the corner is setting you up for 
what you're doing, what if it's a shoulder in or if it's a diagonal or if it's, you know, whatever you're doing. So you need to come out and think, okay, what am I doing next? And those two steps are sort of your way to say, okay, now I'm really going to come out and, and, and be prepared for the next, the next stage. So, um, so I think that that's always a good way to think about is the five steps. So that's, that's my two cents to add, but I, I love it. <laughs> yeah, we all have, we all have good ideas about the corners. I think because we, <laughs> you know, we ride so many freaking corners and, <laughs> all day <yeah>. long. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. And, you know, and like you were saying, Devin, it, it depends on how deep you're going into the corner and, and sort of your level of the horse. But, you know, if you start with a baby horse, which I was thinking about riding my new baby horse today as we were like careening around the corner. I, thought, <laughs> you know, I should probably work on this tomorrow. So I think it's really funny that you said this is your pet peeve. And I had literally had this thought in my head walking back to my house today, like, you know, tomorrow with my baby horse, we're going to talk about some corners and not careening yeah. around. Have a little discussion yeah. with him about it. Yeah. A gentle yeah. discussion. So I think we're going to be doing all of these exercises. Well, Devin, thank you so <laughs> much. Right staying on the show oh, with us you. tonight for our, our total saddle fit tip of the week. Uh, if anybody are interested and want some more information, how can they find you online? Um, I'm on Facebook at Devin Kane. There's also diamantefarms.com, my farm name. Um, Diamante Farms is also on Facebook and Devin Kane Dressage on Instagram. This tip was brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, the shoulder relief girth that Reese and Philip both love. And here's why. The saddle fit solution you have been waiting for is finally here. TotalSaddleFit.com is proud to introduce the shoulder relief girth. This strategically shaped girth actually moves the girth line of your saddle back over one inch, thereby freeing your horse's shoulders from the saddle. Traditional girths pull saddles up against a horse's shoulders and often over the top of the shoulders. The shoulder relief girth's recessed ends allow for the billets to buckle into the girth farther back to give your horse unparalleled freedom of motion. We are so certain that your saddle will fit better and your horse will be more comfortable that for a limited time we are offering a 30-day, 110% money-back guarantee. If you are not totally satisfied with your shoulder relief girth, send it back for a full refund plus 10% of the purchase price. Don't wait. Order now for the best saddle fit solution available. At totalsaddlefit.com. Visit totalsaddlefit.com. Well, Phil, this was such a great show, and I'm just happy we're back for 2017. And uh, we, as always, look forward to email and Facebook shout-outs. We'll get you on the show if you send us stuff. We always love that. But, Phil, I didn't ask you, what is your New Year's resolution? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, wait, I had one the other day, and then I totally forgot it. Maybe maybe it's to remember things better. (laughs) Or to write down things that I should remember. That's a good one. That's a good one for you. That's yeah. good. I like that one. I never write anything down, and I really should because, <laughs> just like my resolution, I forget it. <laughs> yeah, right. I hear you. I understand. I understand. Jen, how about you? Do you have a New Year's resolution? Uh, my New Year's resolution is to wash the dishes more often. I like it. Like I think I feel like they have to be something that you can actually do. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, something achievable. Something achievable. Yeah. yeah. Something practical. Like, you know, practical. practical. I-, I continue to have the same one every year until I can actually do it. And you guys will laugh at what it is. Phil, you may know what it is, but it's to be on time. 
I'm still working on it. Still working on it. That's a lifelong goal. It's a lifelong goal. And so maybe I just said that's maybe not super achievable, but I feel like I can't make a new one until I can make this one happen. So I do work on that every day is to be on time. Today for an appointment, I was actually six minutes early. So I was very proud of it. See, Reese, you have chosen to be fun loving and enjoyable and pleasant instead. Yeah. So there you go. (laughs) A much more valuable skill. Must, must, yes, maybe, maybe. <laughs> but I'm still trying to be on time. So if anybody knows me, they know that's struggle yeah. sometimes. Yeah. I think that's a show for anyone with horses and a barn and children and dogs and cats. And yeah, it's just, it's a struggle. So the struggle's real and I'm trying to work on it. <laughs> but it's going to be a great 2017. Well, I'm really looking well, forward we, to it. What we do need before we go is some yeah. ideas from our listeners. Yes. And I, I have a feeling like. Um, we had a couple of emails and then we just didn't get to them on time or something. So, yeah. I mean, even if you sent them something before, send us something new or yes, an old idea. Love cause, it. Yeah. Cause I don't keep them in my email box or whatever. And then sometimes, you know, we, we don't like, get to it right away and then it gets, it gets forgotten about. So we need some new ideas. 2017. Um, Let's look yeah, when you guys want to hear, or we, we are always happy to do it or find guests or, or that kind of thing. So please send us emails and Facebook shout outs. We love them for 2017. Even if it's what are you working on with your horse for 2017, that would be super fun to hear. Well, as always, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. The best way to find or get in touch with me is on Facebook, and my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week for allowing us to put on a good show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Everybody, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we can't wait to talk to you next week. 